Hello, I am Jamin. Greetings, I am Casey. Good evening, I am <laughs> Olivia. And these are the accents of our October series in September. Because Olivia went total vampire there towards the end. Uh, Listen, um, I know it's not October yet, but like... It's time to get spooky. I mean, she is dressed up as 80s, so she did do costume today. Okay, yeah. this is literally <laughs> Sally from the Nightmare clothes and Before costume. Christmas. Uh, yeah. Oh. You know, I saw your... Um, the tights. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I saw I had stitches, so I was like, yeah. that looks like a Nightmare Before Christmas thing. It is. See, and costume. neither of them realized it. I'm going to... Hang on. Let's look it up. Sally... Sally, I don't. Nightmare. I've only watched the night before Christmas. I once. don't remember the top. You don't watch it every year. No, I've only seen it once last year in theaters with the kids, and it was horrifying. Oh, look at that! That's what it is. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, all right. She is Sally. See, she's wearing a costume. You don't look like that, though. I did buy this dress from a Halloween store. <laughs> so, I'm not going to um, lie. I went to a Halloween store last week in hopes to find something steampunky that I could blend into real life because that's what I want to do. Do it. I haven't, I haven't found a way to pull it off yet. They normally do have a lot of steampunk stuff. Yeah. It's okay. kind of expensive, Take though, Grand for River. like the quality of yeah. it because the quality is not great. In a lot yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. Like it costs a lot of money and felt like plastic. So Yeah. It usually is. I'll pay Olivia to make me something with her skills. It'll cost you more than the Halloween store will, but it'll at least be better quality. Head over to Olivia's store on Etsy for more details on those. I don't actually have one. Um... (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. If you leave enough comments, she will. Uh, Today's passage, Genesis 38, Strange Story. Strange story. <laughs> I don't know where the segue is to that. I well, I forgot to ask off camera if we were going to get into certain topics. So we'll just see where it goes. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> On camera in front of everyone. All right, here's the deal. Okay, so Judah, who is actually the one who um, ends up uh, getting rid of, of Joseph. We thought it'd be Reuben because he's already like, he was the firstborn he was the one who's already tried to usurp his dad. But Reuben was the one who came to the rescue. Judah was the one who's like, oh, let's just sell him. Uh, sell Joseph into to slavery. So Judah's the one who who goes on to do some not great things right there. But, I mean, the rest of the brothers stood by, so they're yeah, all kind of at fault. Yeah, they're, they're all not great. I, I don't even know that they stood by. They all seemed to kind of participate in the idea. I'm sure the they part. all split the money, so um, they all profited off of it. Yeah. Well, before it keeps moving on to tell us what happens to Joseph, it instead tells us a little bit about Judah's story. So, um, basically, Judah it talks about how he gets his whole family. Uh, he takes a, a wife who's a Canaanite. And they have a kid. His name is Er. <laughs> E-R. E-R. Er. Uh, and then... Can you just forget what to name him at that point? <laughs> what do you want, do you to, want name? to name him? Er. <laughs> Write it down. No, no, no. It's a joke. It's too late. I've written it on the paper. Uh, I don't know where my mind is going. Um, then she has it's another the kid. That's good. <laughs> she has another kid. His name is 
Onan, son of Conan. Onana, oh, what's my name? Touche. Okay, when Casey's jokes land with me and Olivia's don't, the world is ending. <laughs> it's a song, Jamie. <laughs> I, I knew that song. Yet to accept Jesus into your life. Please do it quickly. For one person. No, I can't quote that. I don't remember that. Today I learned Jamin actually thinks I'm funny. What? No, I thought uh-huh. Casey was Casey Well, no, was not in this instant, but you think that normally I'm funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're hilarious. Okay, so uh, Onan and Ur, and then she has another song named Sun, named Shayla. And uh, this is where the story gets kind of crazy. Judah goes to find a... A wife for Ur, his firstborn. And he meets this oh, woman. Oh, so there's a, quite an age difference between the two of them. Between what and what? Because Ur and Onan. What about him? Onan is being born right now. But well, Shayla was the most Ur... recently born one. Oh. So, oh, there's three. There's yes, three. There's yeah. three. So eventually Judah's going to go try to find a wife for Ur. This is similar to what Isaac, no, Abraham does for Isaac. Sends a servant out to go find a <laughs> wife to come back for, for Isaac. Now, that feels like a long time difference that happens between him being born and trying to find a wife. Well, it doesn't tell us how much time went by. It's, it's This part of Genesis summarizes a bunch of stuff that happens. And when we get back to Joseph, we're going to see that time has moved on. So, like, we're also seeing this little intermission in the middle of Joseph's story is giving time, giving space for... For Joseph's story to happen. For life to move on on both sides of things. Uh, but Ur then gets married to Tamar... Uh, but Ur, it just, we don't know what, but he was wicked in the sight of the Lord, so the Lord put him to death. <laughs> we well, don't, that was quick. Yeah, we, we don't know what he did. Uh, a lot of times phrases about this kind of wickedness are related to idolatry. So but did it, you not like his name? Was, was God just like, Ur, that's a terrible name. <laughs> that's it. I, I think your understanding of God's character is flawed. Um, but... <laughs> Whatever the case was, in some way, when he died, they felt like this was God who had had done that. So this leaves Tamar husbandless, right? And we've talked about before. Yes. What happens? Yes. Uh, Explain women it. Who are husbandless don't have the proper ways to care for themselves at this time. In a patriarchal. Did I say that word right? Culture. Patriarchal. Yeah. In that kind of culture where men carry a lot of um, security for the family, if you don't have that, then you're going to run into a lot of trouble, which is why the prophets are constantly talking about taking care of widows Mm -hmm. because they don't have that and they run into a lot of trouble. So that's their culture. They have a solution to when this happens. This is written down kind of in the law in some ways. Casey looks like he knows it. Would you like to share it? Well, this is where the wife of the older brother gets passed to the next brother in line. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Jesus actually is cornered on this law at one point when he's talking about resurrection. Sadducees come up to try to trick him. They're like, hey, let's say that this woman's married to this guy. The guy dies, so she marries the next guy. He dies and marries the next guy. He dies. When she gets to heaven, what? Is she married to seven husbands because it just kept happening or what? And Jesus is like, you fools, you don't understand the scriptures at all, let alone how resurrection works. It's not like that. But, so, But also... <laughs> If she actually did go through that many guys, wouldn't she have been labeled a black widow at some point? Are you making a Marvel reference or just... No, the actual term for black widow. Like a spider? You're right. The black widow spider normally kills its husband. Oh, that's dark. That's why it's called a black widow. You're saying she killed all her husbands in this analogy? Well, no, but I'm like... (laughs) Olivia doesn't like... I feel like she would have been labeled that at some point. Olivia, are you okay? <laughs> I, anyway. don't, I don't know. It, 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 whatever the case may be, she loses her husband. So we go from Ur, who is wicked, to the next one in line, who is Onan. No. Onan, Onan, Onan. Is that what you said earlier? No, it was Onan. What's my name? Judah goes to Onan. Is like, look, you're going to have to have sex with your brother's widow. In order that she may raise up offspring for your brother. So, in the same way that, like... Wait, the offspring would be considered the brothers? Yes. Correct. So, in the same way... What? In the same way that Sarah was like, Abraham, sleep with my servant, and that her baby will be my child. Right. The same kind of ideology is here. Onan, sleep with Ur's wife. And because you're doing it on his behalf, <laughs> this is being phrased very strangely. Because yes. you're doing it on his behalf, the it's her offspring, and she was married to him. You're doing a duty, basically, for him, uh, for for her, so that she has people. Well, so that his line can continue. Yeah. So that his line can continue, and like she has a son, he might be able to provide in some way, and. And also Onan will be able to provide in some way. But Onan, Onan would have sex with her, but pull out right before and leave his semen on the ground. As it is literally written, he would waste the semen on the ground so as not to give offspring to his brother. So some kind of ancient form of birth control going on here. And God sees that he does this wicked thing. And so he put him to death also. So... This, this is dun dun dun. Another one bites the dust. Well, yeah. So, she's now got two dead husbands, and when you get to this point, and especially because they believe that God is the one who's removing them for evil things that they've done, you'd probably be afraid to sleep with her after a certain amount. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like, if this was the lore of the family, you would probably be like, "Who's next?" Ah! I'm afraid, you know, uh, but he's in trouble for what he did. And so that's, this creates a lot of conversations in all different kinds of directions. Um, cause people see that the semen was wasted. So, uh, it's intention though, in this particular passage was to create offspring. That was why he was supposed to have relations with her in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was just taking the enjoyment of sex but 
doing injustice to her. Like, again, Old Testament laws sometimes sound so weird when it comes to justice, but this was supposed to be justice for her. Your life needs, um, you, you need children to, to prosper. You, you need this custom that we've set in place so that you can continue in prosperity. So we've created a way of justice within the family <laughs> to give you the space to keep having kids, right? And he is just enjoying the sexual part of it, getting to the point of orgasm and then just ending it. And she actually doesn't get any justice whatsoever. If anything, it's like a major injustice. I don't think she probably enjoyed sleeping with this guy. She probably wasn't like super interested in that, you know, Uh, but this is her way to move forward and he's taking advantage of her. So with all that being said, it's not great. But Judah's freaked out at this point and he's only got one son left and he's like, uh, uh, you're going to have to just remain a widow for a while until my son grows up. Uh, and it says, for he feared that he would die like his brothers. <laughs> so Tamar. So she was a black widow. So Tamar went and remained in her father's house. Story gets weirder. Okay. Things are going poorly for Tamar, right? Injustice has been done to her. And. She is now just stuck in widow mode. Like she can't even like go find someone else to marry because the family would have to release her to go do that. And it doesn't seem like that's the case. If anything, it's just like, well, you can marry Shayla later. um, Or you can at least move forward with that relationship later. So she devises a plan to get her own justice. (laughs) Uh-oh, this doesn't sound good. Yeah, yeah. So she she goes out to a place where Judah is on his way there. She puts on a veil. It's a coming back to Olivia now. I know what story this is now. She yeah. puts on a veil, which uh, was a custom that prostitutes did at the time. And when Judah comes up, he's like, well, I would like to have sex with you, please. I don't know how this goes exactly in conversation. But... She makes the deal. She's like, okay, so what will you give me if we do that? It's like, well, I will give you a goat. She's like, okay, well, do you have a goat right now? No, I do not. Well, what will you give me right now is a pledge that you will give me the goat later. And he pulls out a few things that he has on hands, like a staff and stuff. And, and she takes that. And then they do the deed. And she gets pregnant with... Someone within the line of the family in which owed her a child. So she's gone for justice her own way. And Judah then hears news. Well, he goes back with the goat later. He's like, uh, where's the lady that I, where's the prostitute who's around here? Like, we've never seen a prostitute here. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's, he doesn't really know what to do about that. So he just keeps it under wraps with the family until uh, finally they find out that Tamar is pregnant and they bring her out and they're like, Tamar is pregnant. She is, they say she's either been immoral or she has committed prostitution. It's kind of the same word. So as to what way they're thinking, I don't know, but like they're all furious. Judah is the most furious 
who's just like, oh, burn her. And you're like, whoa, bro. Uh, well, clearly not paying attention to the injustice that he has committed, right? Also, how did he not recognize her? Also, the veil. Why? So this is part of the mad irony that I think maybe the Bible's even giving us. Yes, the veil, sorry. This is part of the mad irony that I think the Bible might even be giving us is like, Wait, she's the immoral one who should be burned for sex? Do you know who the one was who had sex with her? It was you, man. Like, why was it okay for you and not for her? Like, why should she be burned and not you? And I don't know what their culture thought on things like that at the moment, but we reading it today could be like, wait a minute. That doesn't even make any sense at all. She then pulls out the staff and the other stuff. Is like, oh, who did I sleep with? Dun, dun, dun. You know, and it's like, Oh, oh, it was, oh, I see. I see. Now you think that he might be like freaked out or like, like get even more angry or something. But instead, what he does is he says, uh, let me find the, the exact words. Uh, nope, too high. Going down. It's right here somewhere in front of my... She is more righteous than I. Since I did not give to her my son, Sheila. And he did not know her again. So, she was to have a child out of the line of Judah. And she did. <laughs> Rather than continue um, being submitted to all the injustice that the family had put on her. She rehearsed the law in a different form. And I'm not saying that this is, like, the right thing to do. <laughs> but, like, this was a form of justice in, in her particular story. It's also a turning point for Judah. Because Judah later, if I remember right, is going to um, have some more concern for... Uh, his family. He's the grown-up Judah, when we meet him again around Joseph's time, is going to be a little bit more toned down. This is the guy who sold Joseph into slavery. This is a guy who who didn't take care of his family. When we meet him again later, he's going to be a little bit different in character. Just like how Jacob, while he's never perfect, his character has changed, right? Like he was deceiver, trickster all before, goes through his own adventure, Going on an adventure. Comes out the other side. Characters evolved a little bit. This will be a moment for Judah where he realizes, okay, she was righteous. She was right. Chiss about this. Um, righteous. righteous. And, then, and then a strange story ends it where we find out she's pregnant with twins. And in ancient times when you had twins... The first one that came out, you'd tie a, a, a red, you tie a ribbon around to say, like, this one was the first one, because, you know, they look the same. Uh, the first one, the hand comes out. <laughs> they tie it around the wrist, and then it goes back in, and the other one comes out. <laughs> so the firstborn ends up being the secondborn. And the weird, you know how throughout Genesis we've had this, like, the secondborn always being, like, Lifted up. Lifted up. God's always working backwards with our culture. This is like the extreme of that story. Is I'm coming out. Get back in here. I'm no going. Yes. <laughs> so 
The first one's coming out. They tie the string around him. He goes back in. The other one comes out, and then the other one comes out with the string already attached to it, right? Uh, so... So they untie it from the one and put out the other then? Well, no, the no, babies the weren't like... the <laughs> insinuation is that the baby stole it and went out with it. Well, no, okay, so sorry. Let me make sure I'm saying it right. He, he puts his hand out, they tie it around his wrist, and then he drew back his hand, and mm-hmm. then his brother went out. Mm-hmm. So they didn't, like, switch the string along the way. Okay. But the second born... Had the string. Has the string showing he's actually the first born. <laughs> so this is, like... God's like most extreme moment of the second born being exalted yet because in the weirdest turn of events, the second born is the first born. <laughs> it's so strange, so strange. Uh, but the second born's name, well, hang on, let me make sure. Brother came out with scarlet thread on his hand and his name was called Zara. So the first, well, the one with the red string was Zara and the second born that took over the firstborn is Perez. (laughs) Perez is ultimately going to be within the line that gives rise to King David, who is ultimately in the line who's going to give rise to King Jesus, right? So, like, this truly is the most flip-flop of all (laughs) our brothers, which David was, like, the youngest, you know? He was at the bottom of the ladder. Um... So what you're saying is the youngest are always better. Biblically, yes. Which is unfortunate for me. I'm the oldest and we just apparently do horrible things according to scripture. Uh, (laughs) According to real life, too. Hey, excuse you. Um, But my point was, my point was, if this, you know, knowing that we know that Jesus is coming from this line, this almost feels like a prophetic moment of prophetic moments it's like the peak moment of the the young one usurping (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) and out of this will come the line that gives rise to jesus so that's a that's a pretty interesting little tidbit as we read back through scripture okay well any other tidbits you're throwing out there nope i haven't been to tim hortons in a while i don't have tidbits Olivia, you want to close us out? Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below. And if you'd like to talk about these stories or how um, Finalborns... Finalborns? Finalborns. What? Like Dragonborn? Is <laughs> no, that... Finalborns. Finalborn, the AKA last one. the youngest. Yeah. Because Casey and I had a discussion the other day about how Finalborn is the most epic way to say it. And that's yes. how we're going to say it from now on. Uh, how Finalborns are the best children. As a firstborn, I'm hitting the credits right now. I'm missing the credits. So I'm the youngest, and in stories to show how the older children are just awful, uh, my siblings used to push me down the stairs. But... At least Jesus loves me.